Welcome to the Quad Ballas. This is Jackson Johnson. And I'm TJ Martinez, a.k.a. Teej Money. You might be wondering why we are doing this pod. Uh, first off, why not? And second off, we felt like there should be more club takes from us older folk. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot of podcasts now um, are more geared towards some of the college players. And I think this will be a nice change uh, from the general consensus yeah, so we'll mostly be covering club teams and discussion around that and, you know, analyzing and comparing those teams and players. And, you know, the, we want to be a little edgy. <laughs> uh, we're not trying to be nice to everyone. You know, we're comparing everyone Ooh. to, you know, the upper tiers of the game. So yeah, we, wanna... we want to be factual and, um, you know, we don't we don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings or anything, but... Um, this will be a full-fledged analysis, um, and opinions, and opinions, uh, will be nice, but we might be mean too sometimes. <laughs> That's life. Uh, so today we wanted to talk some underrated skills, both about individuals and teams. Uh, we wanted to go through regionals, Southwest regionals is coming up. Big so tournament we- coming up. Yeah, so we want to do some air quotes, bets, uh, on who we'll think will win. We'll do it over-under, and we'll talk about, you know, maybe the stakes of the game and give a little prediction there. I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Section. And then it wouldn't be quad ballas without a draft where we are drafting 10 players each uh, who would be our basketball lineup on a theoretical basketball team, only using... Southwest regional rostered people from club teams. How fitting, because the Southwest regional tournament is this weekend. All right, cue the track. talking about underrated skills uh first we'll do some players uh, this segment's really about i don't know when you watch a game of quidditch and you like you think of certain teams you know there's the big names mm-hmm. uh usually like a team usa type player yeah you know that that often get mentioned a lot uh but then like when you kind of sit down and watch film or look at the nitty-gritty of it you'll kind of realize, like, some other key players did some things that don't often get, like, talked about as much. Right. Uh, and we have a few names here that we're going to kind of get into detail about, but... Uh, and I think each of them kind of bring... I mean, some of them kind of have a similar skill that I kind of am a, aware of that I think mm-hmm. they're good at, but, you know, we'll just get into that. Uh, kind of, like, niche skills um, that bring a lot of bring a lot to the table for the team um so yeah i agree with that yeah. so kind of the first one i wanted to go over is kind of like i don't know i've been saying elusive or like sneaky mm-hmm. uh as a player and as a skill specifically and like people that come to my mind are you teach uh and mark mcquage on heat 
Uh, Got to give my friend a shout out. And then Jenna Adams on Heat as well. Yeah, Jenna uh, Adams for sure. There's something about it. It's like you guys will, you know, you'll be watching a play and it'll be like Miguel and Axtell or John kind of driving through a bunch of people and then, oh, look, Tej, Mark, or Jenna are just wide open and just completely forgotten about on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads to a lot of our goals. And, you know, even at our, like, team training camp, <laughs> it was, like, several times. Yeah. Where I would just, like, for some reason lose track of y'all as a beater and be like, well, where, why did I not tap Tej out? You know, right. you're yeah. right there. But I don't know. I think it's an underrated skill that people don't notice. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else you want to say to that. Um, I think... Um... A lot of this has to do with just um, kind of just being at the right place at the right time. Um, obviously, you have your players that are going to drive in all the time um, and try to make these highlight plays. Um, and so you kind of have to, some of these players are good at, um, these other players are good at kind of being their support and like, being like a bailout for them if need be and you know sometimes when people or teams um kind of read players they have to dish it out or pass it to someone else and so if that other person and these stinky people are really good at just kind of being there for them and um scoring or um just being in the right right position to make a good play for them for the team yeah i think like even looking, like, those are my three examples on Heat, and we'll get into some other teams, but I think you'll all do it a little differently. Like, Mark is, like, kind of sneaky long. Like, I think he kind of, like, hunches down a little bit, uh, you know, but then, like, you can throw him a ball seven feet in the air, and no yeah. one else is going to get close exactly. to that. So it's just yeah. a good, wide target for you. Yeah. Uh, you, Teed, are pretty good at, I think you do more of a cut. Like, all of y'all... I think do really good in like that negative space mm-hmm. where yeah. like you almost wait longer than most people would to cut. Right. But by doing that, you kind of get completely forgotten about. Right. And I think you usually get caught or like where you excel is kind of like in a cut. So like you're, you're usually crashed into a hoop right. when everyone's kind of committed to the quaffle somewhere else. Yeah. And Jenna Adams, I just, She's just wide open. I don't yeah. really know. When I had my short stint at keeper, yeah, and whenever I was on the field with her, just like you were right there yeah. every time, right where I need you to be. Like I could do a no look to the left, and then just you're right there. And yeah. I can't even really speak to how. I guess it's the same kind of to teach, but she's just very athletic, and I feel like any ball, like I, I can't count how many times I've seen high pass after high pass or behind her where she's caught it um and had to make a little quick move and, sh- and score um but she's very good at that you don't really notice it be- um even though she might have had like five or six goals in the game which is crazy <laughs> and she's got that good read like i feel like a lot of players that kind of like when you throw a pass that's over their head or too low or something like she'll make that read and cut right. back yeah. to yeah. go catch the like yeah, long exactly. pass instead yeah. of just watching it sail over her head yeah i think uh, she she also does a really good job of like keeping her head on straight too um <laughs> you know like sometimes the we have to pass to them right away um you know if a beat is coming and she's good at holding in and reading the defense and seeing what her next move should be yeah and that, yeah, it's not to say that you know 
the three of you guys don't like you're just sneaky and used as that like last chance cut all of y'all can have the ball in your hands and move and swing and avoid being tackled pretty well both that uh i guess we're gonna go into maybe a couple Cavs players that we think are pretty good at the sneakiness uh or have some sort of sneaky skill uh my two players are sammy garza and dylan bottoms they're different. They have their different kind of sneaky moves, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Sammy's good at that. I always see it, too. He always hides that quaffle when oh, he's yeah, keeper. Yeah, he hides yeah. it and then yeah. runs up the field like he's a, a wing chaser. Yeah, that, that shot is very lethal. And yeah. I know we, we know about it, but, like, like to be able just for teams to know about it and still can't stop it, like, that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah, he had us at a diamond cup I think I made a goal and I was doing a a, celly, a celebration and then I look up and he's already shooting the little mid-range right, shot yeah. right back at us so yeah. and kept us very, humble very high percentage shot and that's that's that I feel like he, that does that works very well for him on that team yeah it does um, compliments you know yeah. their game yeah. uh, and then Dylan I feel like no one ever mentions Dylan Bottoms, and yeah, I don't know. He's been good since he was with UT. Mm-hmm. He's great defender. I mean, I wouldn't really want to drive into him. Yeah, no. I... And then I, I just don't think he makes wrong plays. I think he always makes the right play. He's a great system player. Right. Uh, I mean, he's got the shot. He's got the dunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he just kind of gets forgotten. Uh, yeah. Both offensively and defensively. By the by, the Quidditch media. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think even yeah. Remember him playing on UT. I I know he did a, he did a bunch, and you're kind of right. Like you didn't really hear much of him, but he definitely has a presence out there. Um, definitely, uh, he looks he looks bigger than your average player out there as well. Um, so it's not easy to get around him, um, and I believe he has a pretty good drive and and. Uh, with his, when his kid as well. Yeah. Just making, you know, the right Quidditch plays a lot of the time. And, uh, they were talking about it earlier. It's like, I mean, I don't really play much Quaffle. Yes, I did for a little bit. If you know, you know. But, uh, <laughs> right, you get the ball, like, away. Like, it used to be, like, a, you know, some Nick Marino or, mm-hmm. you know, Augie or Marty or Casey mm-hmm. guarding you. And you're like... I don't know, like you, you try to get that matchup where it's not one of those players on you, but then you realize that the other player is Dylan, and you're like, oh, well, it's kind of a lose, <laughs> yeah. lose, lose. But Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. that that's a, Those are some good players right there. Um, uh, I would probably add Lewis to that list. I know a lot of people in the Quidditch community know who he is, but um, I still feel like he's a force to be reckoned with on Calvary. Um He's able uh, big big move he does I feel like is he kind of tucks the ball and, and like um, stiff stiff arms the defender and then he he scores like I don't think not not many people can take him down especially with that move um, I f- feel like he's a big component um, he's pretty low to the, like yeah he gets low, low to the ground yeah low a really hard target and yeah got that good pop a shot but right. uh, he wasn't really on my radar as a sneaky player but yeah. Maybe he is on yours. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like... Worth def- a mention. Yeah. Defense, good too. Um, kind of where you say, like, you want someone else to be guarding you, but I 
I think it's hard to drive on him as well. He makes these smart plays, pushing you out of bounds. Um, that's where I see the sneakiness in it. Solid banter. Yeah, yeah. Banter. He'll get in your head. The he'll, bad he'll boy make, of Cav. He'll make these. <laughs> he'll make these plays. You'll, you'll look back on the film and you'll be like, "Why are you doing that?" Like <laughs> sitting on people. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Oh, that's a great. There's a highlight reel in MLQ yeah. in 2020. You're just sitting on, I think, a New York Titan. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good bit. Yeah, and yeah. doesn't get called, so <laughs> keep doing it. Sneaky, sneaky fouls, maybe. I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays a clean game. Uh, and then we're, we got a couple gumbo shout-outs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got to say Josh Mansfield, but I don't know if he's that sneaky good, but if you don't know about him, you're going to be surprised. Right. Uh, I mean, he could hang with the best beaters in the country. 100%. He proved that uh, in the past for sure. Loved him on heat. Yeah. I think it's just hard because um, most of the teams he, 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 is, he is on, you know, there's a little struggling going on. Um, and I think usually when, when, you, when you're trying to look for, um, like, who's keeping them in the game, I think Josh does a good job with that, of making sure they're, they're staying in it, you know, if they're losing still or not. Yeah. But he still are making these, like, clutch plays like and i think singing comes with some of these beats that he does like uh you know some some sometimes you're driving and you're, you're like oh i'm alone and here comes this sniper coming in from nowhere and you're just like beat and you're like whoa where did that come from yeah something about it too just you don't expect it yeah although i know but i just don't <laughs> I expect know. it i don't know what it is but, yeah uh then we have to also mention sarah kneeling yeah. uh we're not just doing this because they were both former Heat players, but I mean, maybe <laughs> yeah. we are. Uh, we've we seen know. their game. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, either at beater or chaser, I mean... She has some she, fight in her. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, I follow her on Strava, and she's running a lot. Yeah. She's like, big into that, and just a reliable... I see her everywhere. Like, uh, I, I feel like on the field, like... Never hurt. Yeah, loose bludger, she's there. You know. I mean, there's several times on Heat where we plugged her in at Chaser after playing Beater and practicing Beater all year. And she's just sitting there. You know, it's a botched play uh, in the Quaffle game. You know, we're getting mm-hmm. pressed or whatever. And then she just rips, like, a 20-foot shot, just drains yeah. it on, between, like, two defenders on the hoop. And it's just... It happened, like, on multiple occasions. And we were just kind of all in awe of it. We're like, oh, my yeah. God, didn't yeah. know you could shoot. But, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because she's a Beater. And Beaters usually like to... Shoot whenever they go into the quaffle game, you know. So. Yeah, shoot or shoot. Uh, and yeah, I mean, she's just been playing for so long. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't mean to age you there, but <laughs> been, uh, <laughs> she knows, you know, what to do in the beater game and yeah. always positive attitude and deserves a shout out. You yeah. Know, so get your flowers. Uh, and then we got someone from SWA, which. I realize as we're saying this, we definitely have heat bias. But, uh, <laughs> we want to give a shout out to Juan Acevedo. Uh, but I mean, if I mean, do people know? Do a lot of people know like how scary good he is in the Seager game? I know. I mean, yeah. even Quaffle, he was a good Quaffle player yeah, too. For but sure. I know definitely a lot of times when he was on Heat, and I saw it when I was refing MLQ a lot this year for mm-hmm. uh, League City Legends. Right, yeah, he was just highlights for me pulling snitches left and yeah, right within like 
within a, like a couple looks. Yep. And I mean, and I mean this with no offense, but like you don't pass the eye test, Juan, as a seeker. Yeah. But like well, that's what I was saying. When I think I that's know. why yeah. you get kind of underrated by these snitches. And even, like, I think they ex- fully expect it now, but he's still catching them. And yeah, for sure. I think he's a great seeker. And yeah, that, was, kind of that was one on my list as well. Personifies what a sneaky player is. Yeah. So. Uh, did you have anyone else, Steve, you wanted to? Uh, for Swa? Just any oh, team. Oh, in, in general? Yeah. Um, from Peg, I have Amber Bonham. Um, I think she is very athletic and can make some of the best catches I've seen. Um, you know, like there might be a play that looks like it's getting blown up and they toss like a heave, like prayer pass. And she's just there like speeding up to catch it. And she's, she's very good at closing the hoops and on the hoops and scoring. Um, and defense as well. I, I feel like you can't just, drive or catch on her like she she has very good defense and knows how to kind of box you out um so it's not just an easy catch and shoot um uh, that's about it on my list unless you had anyone else uh i think that's all i got that kind of our <coughs> sneaky yeah, players yeah. that we're trying to highlight uh yeah you know that's not to say y'all are i don't know we're kind of saying you deserve your flowers here and yeah. you know yeah. Even though you might not be the, like, I don't know. I mean, I think y'all are all stars, but you're not all, like, you know, the stars portrayed by the Quidditch media. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, y'all are all ballas, so... Quad, quad ballas. Congrats on that, I nice. guess. Uh, but I guess we can go into our next Segment, topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I kind of got to get on my soapbox here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of an underrated skill, more on the like team side, less like highlighting a player. Uh, and I've realized this from coaching Quidditch for like since twenty seventeen. So what's that? Mm-hmm. Eight years? No math. Six years. There we go. Uh, yeah, maybe math. Uh, yeah, it says, like, second to third string players on a team really kind of make or break break it. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into here. Uh, I mean, we all know, obviously, the starting line is really, like, a big deal, right? And so is that second line. I think uh, a lot of teams kind of try to balance those two lines. Or, you know, maybe you have, you know, you're kind of all out, really good line. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, that, those two lines are kind of taking up the bulk minutes, and especially as we've seen on Heat, uh, when we play these really competitive games against Cav or the Warriors, uh, they tend to try to limit our possessions. Uh, I mean, that's the opposite of what we're trying to do. We're usually trying to run and gun and maximize possessions. So these teams are limiting the total possessions in a game, and the players that really feel that on the team are that those like two-and-a-half to three, line three players. And I've been on teams where that that player is upset that they're not getting play time. Uh, they're sitting there pouting. Uh, and it just it's a downer. And it's, as a coach, and I was a coach and player, that's always on my mind. It's affecting my play. I'm worrying about, you know, what's going on on the sidelines when I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
and it just kind of it's a downer for the whole team and as a coach I would you know you have to kind of make your call on your lines for that game right Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I could make everyone get as many minutes as they want and be happy but if your goal is to win Mm -hmm. you have to kind of choose that line those two lines and go with it you know because if you're in one of those two lines and you're worried about making one bad play and being switched, right? So your time's proven in practice, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm going on my rant, but yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk on that at all? Uh, I mean, I don't have much to say to it. Um, I just know that in quad ball, everyone has a role to fill. And, you know, I think the the difference in winning and losing is exactly what you're kind of saying is, you know, trying to be, trying to put, like, trying to maximize your role in a sense and um, being what the team needs of you and not letting your feelings get in the way. Um, Just kind of just accepting the role, you know, and trying to maximize it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, some of that's on the coach. You should lay out expectations, uh, and no one should be really blindsided, but to me, you know, the, the value of a player increases, right? When I know that they're okay with doing what's best for the team in that moment. And, you know, there's a time and place to bring up those differences, but I guarantee you it's not at the 18-minute mark mm-hmm. in a close game that you really want to get into. Right. Because uh, doing the math of snitch on pitch and the score and what snitches in, what seeker are they putting in, you know, what lines do you want in, the last thing you kind of need on your mind is someone over there pouting on the right. bench and yeah. kind of yeah. bringing the team energy down too, yeah. which especially, you know, if your team starts, like, doing bad, right, and that person's like, well, if I was in, you know, that's uh, <laughs> just, it sucks. I mean, yeah. maybe the coach is wrong, but there's a time and a place Right. And as a player that's been on a team where I subbed out and the team just starts tanking, mm-hmm. I love letting my teammates go in there and build up a lead. Right. Like, I would yeah. prefer nothing more, honestly. Yeah. And I love it. I love watching Taylor and Daniel uh, eat out there. And yeah, just letting, you know, the depth of your team, there's a beauty in that, right? Right, yeah. But, you know, you don't always get the chance, but... You know, you're also being a, a big piece of the team at practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're making everyone better. Well, I uh, think that's where practice comes along, where that's where you're able to figure out that role for your team. And, you know, obviously, if the coaches are seeing something or leadership on the team is seeing something, then, you know, I think the best way to take that is to follow them and, do 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 your part for the team and and try to um just do your best at it yeah i've seen that too like players who historically have been good or great players you know but they don't show up to the practice and don't really carve out you know their role on the team or how they fit into that right mm-hmm. i'll see them come up and be all sad or mad and pouty that they didn't get playtime in a game but from a coach's perspective right you got to I'm going to play what I'm comfortable and familiar with. And maybe player X is better than player Y, but I know more about player Y. And I know what I'm going to get from him in that game. Right. Yeah. And 
you know, it's not always about your individual performance too. It's about kind of how you fit in with the team and the line and what you bring to each line. Because you could be a very ball-dominant scorer, mm-hmm. but that's not what, you know, your first line needs. And right. They need, you know, a wing chaser that can play defense or something. You yeah, know, exactly. A 3 and D guy. Or yeah. yeah, I mean, it comes down to uh, big plays, you know, being where you need to be, making the play, you know, you may not be making plays all game, but that one play could be a difference in the game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So if that's you at this regionals or nationals, and you're sitting there pouting on the bench, <laughs> I do not feel sorry for you. <laughs> oh God. Right. Maybe your coach is making a mistake, but do what's best for your team. All right, in the moment, having a good attitude. Cuss out your coach later. Yeah. Save it for when the weekend's over or your team loses. Do it over drinks. But, you know, winning teams usually aren't too upset about that because they won. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. And usually they have their roles car- carved out on the team. And, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I love Heat's success. I attribute that pretty much to those second and third, or not really second string, but those third and fourth string players really just accepting that role and I mean I'm grateful for it when you can get a team with that and everyone's vibing and yeah no one's pouting that's a good thing don't ruin it yeah yeah I feel like all most of the top teams they have they are very good at that um definitely Calvary and um the Warriors of of the of the league you know they they all have their role players plugged in and um you know that's kind of they're just kind of well-oiled machines, you know, like everyone, all the, all the roles are, when everything's flowing right, you know, that's when you're scoring and you're making big plays and you're, and you're winning, so. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. you know, like for some teams, you know, that changes, right? Right. You yeah. kind of give that third string player who's still really good, like a, a couple reps and they're mm-hmm. on fire, like you're not going to change it. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, this is working. Keep right. going with it. And, yeah. Sometimes your moment, your moment will come. Just wait for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you're not on the right team. Uh, if it continues to be a problem, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh. So next part uh, we're gonna do is uh, pretty much strictly related to Southwest Regionals. We're going to, uh, in a sense. Uh, kind of see the stakes of the game uh we're gonna give an over under of the game uh these are predetermined scores that we predetermined and we're going to say um you know if it's going to be if we think more points are going to be scored or less points are going to be scored and and who who will win exactly and by how much um yeah so we're going to do like the total combined score of both teams right yeah say over under yeah, so it's a little fun, fun thing we wanted to do, uh, and so at home as well, y'all can kind of, you know, follow along and say your own predictions as well. Maybe you know. save the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk shit to us if we're yeah, wrong. You know, for real. Yeah, we'll light a fire under you. It's yeah. fine. Uh, so I'm just going in order of the games uh, from the hopefully final, not tentative schedule. Yeah. Uh, so first we got Cav versus Peg, 
Pegasus, Pegasus, sorry. Uh, we have 180 points. This includes Snitch. Yeah. And, yeah, Tej. Um, I'll go under. I mean, it's the first game of the day. Um, people are just going to be waking up, you know, a little bit. Shot might not be fully on yet, so... Uh, I'll do the under with that, and I got Cab probably um, with the minus five, or that meaning they win by five. No, actually, six. I'll give them six. That's a good point on the early game. I feel like it will probably be a little sloppy. Yeah. Uh, I think it really depends, you know, what Pegasus team we get. Right. Uh they look, looking at their roster, they look pretty low, like low rostered. All right, talking about Pegasus? Pegasus does. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm going to say over. Okay. And I think it's going to be because Cavs going to run the score up. Right. Uh, I think this is a game Pegasus is trying to play slow. Right. And, you know, they have a long day ahead of them. And I think Cav play is pretty methodical and what they got to get to, you know, probably around 100 points by this flag on pitch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll go with Cav minus 60. Okay. And over 180. Okay. So next game we got is Heat and Gumbo. And for... Uh, we got that game total count total score of 200. So what you got for that? Uh, you know, I think we're... We just had our training camp weekend, so we're a fine-oiled machine right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... Gumbo is going to be trying to play to win against Southwest Alliance, and they're mm-hmm. going to try to be winning against Pegasus, maybe. Uh, so I kind of, I think I'm not going to. You know, they might be tanking. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Take for Wimby. I mean, never expect to that, right? But right. I think we're going to come out trying to prove a point, and I'm going to go over two hundred, and I think. We win by 120. Um, I'm going to go the under for that one then. Um, you know, it's these teams' first game of the day. Uh, it's going to also be a little bit sloppy as well. Um, I I believe um, there will be runs here and there, but uh, some of the players, some of the uh, key players on Gumbo will make it a little harder for Heat to score easily, as easy as sometimes they do. Um, so I think it'll be kind of neck and neck for a little bit in the beginning, and then uh, Heat will eventually pull away there at the end. But um, I still got the under there, um, and I got Heat probably minus 80. All right. Uh, so that brings us to Cav Cavalry versus Southwest Alliance. Uh, you know, I think Southwest Alliance is coming out to prove themselves. They've kind of, you know, they had that win over Pegasus at Diamond Cup. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been seeing they practice a lot. Uh, I even counted one of their like pictures, and they had like forty people out at a practice, which oh, is wow. pretty impressive. Yeah, but, I, mean, I noticed them practicing uh, a lot too. But you know they are playing cavalry, and so oh, our total number is two hundred for this yeah. game. Uh, you know, I think Southwest tries to play a fast game mm-hmm. and use their depth. Where Cav, I don't think they're necessarily going to try to play a slow game, but mm-hmm. they kind of fall into that naturally. I think. Right. Uh, kind of wait for their moment to come up. Yeah. Uh, but I could also see Cav taking this as like a we, let's kind of use our depth mm-hmm. and kind of see. See where everyone's at. You know, mm-hmm. can our second, third string kind of win these games for us? Because mm-hmm. that's you know a very important part of nationals, right? For I think these top tier teams, you're trying to see how much you can rest your mm-hmm. best players throughout the day and still kind of get your point diff or mm-hmm. whatever the tiebreakers are. So I'm gonna go with under. I got the under. I got the under two hundred total points, and I say cavalry wins by 70. That one, I'll probably take the over. Um, this will be Cavs' second game. I believe they'll have some more of their shots down, um, some of their team chemistry up. Uh, and like you were saying, uh, Swall has been practicing, it seems like, a lot, and they seem to have numbers showing up, so I believe they're going to score, be able to score... A good amount as well. Um, I, I do still have Cav winning this one. Um, see, you said 70. I'll probably go... Probably... I'll go 72. That's a good, that's a good number. Alright, so now we got Pegasus versus Gumbo. At 150 points. Yeah, I'll start with this one. Um, uh, I'll probably go one fifty. That's so for that. That's kind of a low, low number. I'll probably I'll do I'll do the over. Um, this is both of these are both teams' second game of the day. Um, like I had mentioned the game before, they'll kind of be have their shots down a little more and drives and. Um, passing down a little better. Uh, I think there will be a lot of scores going on. It's going to be a very back-and-forth type of game. Um, and like I said, there will just be a lot of, a lot of goals scored. Um, and I'll for this game, I'll take... Ooh. This one, I'll give Peg the edge, but I think it'll go down to the wire, so I'll only give him minus 10. Did you go over or under? I went over. Over. All right. Uh, yeah, I kind of have... I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Uh, I think this is one of the games Gumbo is really pinpointing to kind of... Mm-hmm. Like, they need to win this game. And I think Pegasus might be caught a little off guard by that. I think they could think they kind of have it in the bag. Uh, we saw them lose to Orlando Spider Knights in that Florida tournament they went to. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of that. 
tournament. Uh, you know, and we have, you know, Pegasus has Chris De La Fuente, and mm, yeah. that's really going to be the matchup, him and Josh Mansfield. Uh, but I think... Uh, good God. Uh, Gumbo has a little bit more beater depth with Michael Sanders and Pooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sarah Neeling as well. Uh, I think looking at this roster, too, Pegasus is going to switch to a double-double set. And I think that Gumbo beaters are going to be able to hold their own against the double-double. And I think Pegasus will kind of have a disadvantage in the quaffle game because of it. Mm-hmm. And with, like, Pascal, Mitchell, I mean... Sorry, I'm pulling up the roster here to give Gumbo a good good analysis, right? You got Eric Jurgensen, mm-hmm. Sarah Janoski, also probably beating. I wonder how they use Sarah and Sarah, both Sarahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a game Gumbo pinpoints and tries to win. I'm going to take Gumbo in this game. Okay. And I'm going to say over as well. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be... Yeah. I'll go Gumbo by 20. I think it's going to be down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to our next game, Heat versus Southwest Alliance. Uh, I can start off on this one. Yeah. Uh, we have a, the over-under number at 180, and I think it's going to be over, and I'm going to take Heat, and... Obviously, we're biased, but I'm also going to give us, like, I'm going to give us a minus 100. Uh, I think this is a game that he, you know, I think Southwest Alliance is a solid-looking team, but I just think it's kind of a game where he kind of wins in every matchup Mm -hmm. uh, for both lines. I mean, and I think it's just where Southwest Alliance is going to be kind of good enough for some good looks mm-hmm. against Heat, but yeah. Oh, yeah. they might get some... They might get a few goals here and there, mm-hmm. uh, especially the way we kind of sell out a lot. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be pushing that beater game. We're going to be forcing bad passes, and I think we'll just kind of run the beater game, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, away from them. And so I think we'll kind of win handedly, and it'll be a good, good physical game but I just the numbers I think we're just gonna kinda be winning winning by a fair amount. Yeah. Well I'm gonna be devil's advocate on this game and I'm gonna choose the under. Um I think um Swall is gonna wanna come out and try to make a statement for themselves against uh former champion Heat. Um I think uh there'll be a lot of defense being played um so with that not a lot of not a lot of goals will be scored um i do believe heat will probably pull away and win this one um maybe by like 50 but i also think that the def- i think the def- defense will there'll be a lot of defense being played a lot of defensive highlights I have to disagree on that, but... <laughs> hey, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, nothing against Southwest Alliance here, but just playing against ourselves at our past few practices. Yeah. Like, I've been making 
what I would feel like a good play, and then we're still scoring on the other end. It's just like we're really threading the needle right now. So I hope, I want to hope that our squad's looking sharp. So I'm also making the call that Juan will catch the stitch oh, in this game. Pull our snit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You think this? It's going to be a sneaky catch. <laughs> might be a sneaky catch. That boy be sneaky. In the best way possible. All right. Uh, now we got Cav versus Gumbo at 170. Uh, I'll start this. I think Gumbo is a team. I think it's going to go over. Uh, just barely, though. And I have Cav winning by, let's go, 80. Uh I think Gumbo is a team that knows the games that they can win. And I think they're, you know, like I said earlier, they might kind of tank this. They might see how it goes, and I think they're going to, you know, try. They're not just going to hand it to Cav, right? But Mm -hmm. they're not going to make those extra hard plays. They're not going to burn out their starters Mm -hmm. to try to win this game. I think it's a game they... Just kind of let happen and, you know, look towards these other games against, Mm -hmm. I think, Southwest Alliance and Pegasus that are more winnable for Gumbo. And I think they're trying to capitalize on those types of games. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the over as well. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored on Cavs' side. Uh, I think Gumbo, starting out, will, will try to be neck and neck with them and and score a couple, and then Cat will eventually pull away. Um, and I think they're, after maybe their second or third line, those the goals still will be scoring a lot. Um, you went 80. I'll probably go minus 90. For sure. Uh, all right, so next up we got Heat versus Pegasus at 190. Uh I don't mind going first as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just always saying the over for Heat. I mean, I got to have faith in my team, right? Yeah. Uh, plus, just the way we play is we're trying to do presses as beaters. Right. We get a lot yeah. of no-bludger situations. Yeah. We have Miguel. We have Simone. We have Axel. We have Jenna, Mel, mm-hmm. Bailey. Everyone wants to run on this team. So yeah. I think we're just we're looking to score. We're looking to play fast. Uh, and I, I'm not afraid to say it. I think it'll be similar to Southwest Alliance for Heat, where we'll get some good reps against players on Pegasus. But I just think we'll be cleaner on defense and offense. And mm-hmm. you know, I still think the Pegasus will definitely get a few buckets here too to contribute towards this over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the final score be like. 150 to 60 or something. So I'll say uh, Heat by 90. And I'll go with the under here. I do think Heat will win by a a good margin, uh, especially after if they are, if Pegasus is running that double male set. I think once those two get tired, they're going to be, they're going to struggle a little bit after that. Um, I believe um kind of like you were saying he he want to be up pace uh especially against pegasus i don't know like i feel like a lot of people know each other on on the different teams so 
there's going to be a little um, a show going on where we're trying to see who... Rivalry? Yeah, a little, little <laughs> friendly rivalry. Uh, and uh, I, I, I still think goals will go back and forth, but eventually Heat will pull, pull away with it. Um, but we'll still be under 190. Uh, so I'll go Heat probably minus 80. Awesome. I'm pretty sure Teej was talking about you, Austin Viejo. Uh, we know you're listening. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that brings us to Gumbo versus Southwest Alliance at 140. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go over. Okay. Uh, I think this game's going to open up. I think Gumbo's, you know... Maybe sandbagging earlier in the day to try to really sell out and win this game. Right. And I think with the way uh, Josh, Sarah, Michael, and Pooch, and the other Sarah play, they're just going to open up the beater game and try to get this game mm-hmm. score. And they're going to trust their their physicality, you know, with uh, Pascal Mitchell just going in, making some big dunks. Uh, oh yeah. I think Ashton and John White on Southwest Lions and be trying to match that too. With it's going to be a, a big bruiser of a game. Yeah, bruisers. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of goals. I think it's going to get sloppy mm-hmm. defensively, and it's just going to turn into this big beefy <laughs> <laughs> uh, grudge match. Right. I think yeah. it's going to be in the trenches in this game yeah. and. Man, this is tough. I mean, I think Southwest Alliance's depth is going to pay off here. It's mm-hmm. kind of later in the day. Uh, we'll see how well Gumbo can conserve their energy, but I think Southwest Alliance might be a little hungry at this point because I have heat. The way if it goes to chalk from my predictions, uh, Southwest Alliance is zero and two, and I know they're not. They expect better. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas I think Gumbo's kind of. You know, preserving themselves for this. And they already have a hard game against Pegasus that I think will be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Southwest Alliance is going to win this. I think it'll be kind of close. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I'll go Southwest Alliance. But we'll say 40. I think they'll just kind of get out of range mm-hmm. with their depth at the end there. Yeah, I, you made some good points. I think it's going to be... Uh... A little sloppy, but there will be a lot of goals scored. Um, I'll take the over as well. Um, and for that, like you were saying, it's gonna it's gonna be bruising, like a lot of a lot of drives, a lot of a lot of hits, but um, a lot of drives through contact. Um, I think it'll go down to the wire um, to win this game. Um, I'll probably go to SWA, just as you had said. Um, the depth might come into play, but I think I'm only going to say minus 10, honestly. Okay. I think I think it'll go to the wire and down to uh, sudden or the last last goal wins. Yeah, honestly, that's an exciting game. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of energy in this game. Yeah. High energy, a lot of team chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, honestly, it, it could go either way, yeah. but. I just think looking at the the schedule and Southwest Alliance's uh, depth, 
But, you know, Gumbo is a very passionate team. Yeah. I've seen that go both very good and very bad for them. If they get hot, they might just open this game up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes they get a little down on themselves and a little uh, chatty with their own teammates. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of... Or the refs. And that gets in their head. So, it could go either way. But, uh, Southwest Lions, just... Just barely. Or... Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, Now we got... The finals rematch from last year. We got Heat versus Cav. Uh, yeah. Uh, at 170 yeah. quaffle points. Or not quaffle points, but total score. Yeah. Uh, so what's that? It's an 80-70. No, wait, 100 to 70 or something like that type mm-hmm. game. I mean, I think this is pretty close to what it's going to be. Yeah, honestly. Like, uh, even, if we can pick even. If this is a good game where Cav effectively slows slows the game down and Heat doesn't just open it up, because I think that's kind of how it goes. Even, mm-hmm. I mean, Cav's done it to Heat in the past, too, where, I don't know, one of us comes on off day and then the mm-hmm. game just gets opened up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I think if Heat is able to do that to Cav... It's going to go over. Uh, but I'm not so sure the other way around. But Because mm-hmm. usually kind of when that happens to us, we're kind of like, we just can't score to save our lives. And, mm-hmm. uh, but we're still usually pretty good defensively. But I don't know. Uh, let's go. I got to go over. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, it's regionals. We both want to win this game. I know when Cavs lost the last two against Heat. So it'd probably be a good morale boost for them to win this, right? Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they're going to break out their, you know, the way they play at Nationals right, here, yeah. which is usually a little bit more calm, collected. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still going to try to experiment with their depth uh, to see how that'll hang, you know, maybe keep a little trick or two in their bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, i got to say my own team. So I'm <laughs> in bias, obviously. Uh we don't want that regional curse, but we'll take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go heat. And I'm going to say by 50. Wow. Uh, I don't know. We've really turned it up these past few weeks with practicing, and I think cult- team culture-wise, we're all pretty locked in and mm-hmm. just ready to not play close games against anyone. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I like to think that's going to be the case. Yeah. And, you know, but that's not to say Cav can't win this game if Heat no, doesn't show up or 100%. if Cav plays a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this game, I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, I think last game of last game of the day, everyone's going to be pulling out all their best stops. Um, everyone's going to come. It's going to be high energy, um, kind of like a finals rematch. Um, I think all game. I think all all these games have been very close and good, um, and it just kind of depends on who's gonna show up. Um, and I guess just to be devil's advocate again, and speaking of regional curse, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Calvary is gonna win this game. <laughs> Schrader. <laughs> I I mean you know. I'm on heat and I want to win, but you know the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also, you know, like like you had said before, Cav has lost the last two. 
Uh, I'm sure they've watched a lot of film on Heat, and they have a, they have a couple of notes and strategies, and they're going to come in and, and try to win. Um, we haven't even know. had a real identity. <laughs> I can't study no identity. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> we'll see, but, we'll see. uh, I think this one will also go, uh, last bucket wins, so minus 10. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, and that leads us to, you know, bias aside, because I think Heat Cavs, you know, our biggest game of the day, and so mm-hmm. we're excited about that, but the other probably biggest game of the day for me is Southwest Alliance versus Pegasus to yes. end the day. Uh, our over under or yeah our point value is one fifty. Uh, I think it's gonna go over, and I'm gonna be spicy and say Southwest Alliance wins, and I think it's gonna be their depth. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be close. I'll say by twenty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Southwest Alliance is hungrier than Pegasus right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Pegasus has the passion that they had last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just looking at their depth, I don't... It's scary, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many people do they have? I'm going to count real quick. Seventeen, 17 people? Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't heard by now, big pickup. <laughs> Becca DuPont. Becca DuPont. Coming out of retirement. Yeah. That's huge, but... I mean, they only have four, including Becca... They only have four gender minority players, so mm-hmm. one of them gets hit hard throughout the day or That's sprains her ankle. True. I don't want that. Knock on wood, but stuff be happening in Quidditch. Uh, It'd be like that. Yeah. Sometimes you take a step down the stairs and roll your ankle. I don't know, but I mean, they're playing a risky game here, and uh, I think that could really come and bite them in the ass, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, they got, like, Austin Viejo, Amber, Bonham, Jeanette Garcia, Sam Reagan, Chris Taylor Fuente, Becca DuPont, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got, you know, these good players, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I think they're also my... Uh, I don't know how they're going to be feeling at the end of this day, you know, if they yeah. take a couple losses, right? Right. If it goes to chalk with what I have... But they're losing to Heat. They're losing to Cav. I have them losing to Gumbo. But, you know, they could probably beat Gumbo. That mm-hmm. could go either way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they could really be down on themselves. I think either way, even if Southwest Alliance, they lost all their games, even though I have them beating Gumbo, uh, I still think they got depth. I still think they'll find a way to kind of channel channel that energy and end on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, I don't know, because a lot of those players on Southwest Alliance, right, they've been on, uh, you know, like a struggling Cosmos team or a struggling Dallas team where, you know, they didn't have that depth, but now they have that. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to be able to really use use that to their advantage and they're all, like, happy to have depth, uh, which is a great thing. Uh, See our earlier segment. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, yeah, I have Southwest Alliance winning by 20 over 150 points total. Yeah, I'll go with the, the over as well, over 150. Um, I think last game of the day, um, both teams are going to want to show up and try to do all they can to win. Um, 
a lot of goals scored, um, a lot of defense, but I think that will be, um, I think this will be another, you know, back and forth uh, kind of a uh, lot of hits and um, brawny game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was looking for the term. I could, A I lot could, of too small. Bruisers, sellies. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think a lot of goals will be scored. Um, you have Swall for this. Um, I'll go with Peg this game. Um, I, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, I think another game that's going to go down to the wire. I really like the, the last goal win games, and I think this will be one of them, so I'll go minus 10. All right. Yeah, I think it can go either way, right? It's really... Yeah, how what version of these teams show up uh, tomorrow and how they're feeling in the last game slot. Uh, so that's kind of it for our over-under prediction type segment. Uh, True. Using only Southwest regional rostered players. Yep. Uh, I guess we didn't really decide who's going to go first. So I guess you want to do Snake or just... Yeah, Snake, and you can go first if you want. All right. All right. Uh, oof. All right. I'm going to start off by saying I don't know how good everyone is here at basketball, obviously. Yeah, this is... So I'm making some assumptions. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that being said, my first pick, controversial. But I'm going to choose myself because <laughs> okay, I yeah. know what I'm capable of, and I think yeah. I make a good... One two, I uh, could play point guard. I could play shooting guard. Yeah, uh, bring the intensity, right? And mm-hmm. then second. I thought I go now. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got to do the first pick, and I have two. So my first pick uh, is probably Austin Vallejo. I've actually seen him play, and I know he's very good. So, <laughs> um, not saying I'm not good, but um, I will definitely go with him. Um, Still kind of young and spry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my second pick, I'll probably actually pick uh, Amber Bonham. Um, I think she would be getting a lot of loose balls. Um, I'm sure like she could drive the ball very well. And uh, she'd probably shoot too. I don't know. I just think she's very athletic. For sure. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with... Casey Irwin. Uh, I think she'd be a good defender. Uh, she's fairly tall. I think she'd get a lot of rebounds. I think she'd be in the right position to mm-hmm. make winning plays for your team. And yeah, uh, no idea how good she'd be at <laughs> basketball, yeah. like shooting, dribbling, all that. But mm-hmm. I know. Some of her Quidditch skills will 100% oh, yeah. translate. 100%. And would play winning ball. Uh, after that, I'm going to go with Josh Johnson. Ooh, JJ. He just gives me basketball player vibes. Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe I'll ask him if he plays. But yeah. I'm sure he does. He's got height, too. He's, got he's, he's yeah, at least height. a six-footer. So yeah. plug that in at the three. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next for me, I guess I got the next two picks. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Evans from Swall. 
Um, I know she's very athletic herself, and um, I think she'll be a she'd be a good asset for defense and getting to the hole pretty easily. Um, and then the pick after that, I'm probably gonna go with some some height. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, P.J. Miller. Um, I think he'll be a good you know low post player. You know, not a lot of people are gonna stop him down there. So that's what that's my yeah. All right, all right. Uh, I will go with. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I will go with Sarah Neeling. Uh, I know she'd be running a lot. <laughs> so she'll be able Cardio. to make it up and down the court yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and team player, she's got a shot in quad ball. I imagine she's probably got a shot in basketball. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, and then I will... Go with. It's tough. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with T. <laughs> we were just hooping earlier today. He yeah. still got a shot. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know when when it's not going in and yeah. you play good defense. Yeah. And pass the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. I was gonna be my next pick, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with Bailey Fields. Um, she's very fast, and so I know, I don't know if she actually plays, but, you know, I could see it. You know, I could see her running up and down the court and uh, playing, being a little feisty on the ball. <laughs> Defense. Um, Gotta watch out for the, off the heezies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a risk I'm willing to take. Right. Um, and after that, I'll probably go with Simone. Um, I know he posts a lot of basketball in our Snapchat group, so I know he's up there playing. So I think he'd be a, a good addition to the squad. And um, I think, you know, he's he's coached quad ball before, so I think he'd also be good at giving people strategies and, you know, telling them where they need to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will go with Casey Beavers. Good pick. I athlete. Just an athlete. Yeah, no. she plays <laughs> beater and quaffle at a really high level. Why would it not translate to basketball? Yeah. Oh no, I kind of feel like she played basketball too. Just yeah, off her vibes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think she'd be a great role player. I think she could probably make some shots. Uh, and just a great person to have on a team. Good yeah. attitude always. Yeah. You know. Uh, but after that, I'm going to go with my boy, Mark McQuage, add some height, some height. add another six-footer, and solid mid-range game, good layup package. I know what to expect from him, because I've played years of basketball with him, so mm, good. I got that trust. For me, um, I'm gonna do more height to my team, and I'm gonna add John Anderson. Um, this is another low block player. Um, I'm sure he can shoot as well. Um, I would hope, <laughs> being that tall. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'll probably pick him next. Um, 
After that, I would probably... Hmm, who's left? <laughs> Look at my board. <laughs> um, next pick, I'll probably choose... Um, Jenna Adams. <laughs> Just playing with her, I know she can uh, catch the ball. And I, I, she's probably a good passer, good role player to have out there. Can make plays when you need her to. Yeah. All right. I will go with Sammy Garza. Okay. Uh, I know he's plays basketball. I know he watches basketball. Yeah. But at our hotel at a what term? CCI. Yeah. CCI. He was there, and we had this uh, low hoop we we're dunking on. So oh, nice. I saw he's got game. I don't know how much. <laughs> he's got game. He's got it. <laughs> Uh, and then on top of that, I'm going to go with uh, Melissa Kite. Uh, or as I said last week, Melanie Kite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she's a good person to have on the team, good Schmelly. personality. Uh, loves to run, mm-hmm. good athlete. I bet you she's got some a good layup package. Yeah, I could see uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I go um, my next two, um, I'll probably go with, uh, another low, low block player. Um, I'll go with Eric Reyes. Um, I think dishing it down, um, he has probably a good triple threat, uh, package on him. And then defense, um, a lot of people won't be able to lay it, like, easy drive on him. You know, he's going to be there and you're gonna have to try to make a move to get around him uh and then i'll also probably pick uh lewis sanchez um i think he's just an athlete and i'm sure he can he can play and um you know move around the court and be be where you need him to be and um sure once he starts stroking it he they'll start going in <laughs> He can't do that stiff arm move. Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm on my last pick. Which is weird. We might have done this. Might have messed up somewhere. But anyways, we move on. We each have one more pick. And okay. I'm going to go with Nick Ead. Nick Ed. Nick Ed. Is it Nick Ed? Yeah. Uh, played with him one time at Texas State. He had a good floater, a good shot. He knocked some threes down. Uh, knows what he's doing. Definitely played basketball in high school. So, yeah. and also I think he's a six footer. So. Oh well, no. he's taller than me. I'm five yeah. eleven. So, and then my last pick probably will be Jeanette Garcia. Uh, I know she's an athlete as well, and I'll put her there against uh, her boyfriend Nick Ed. So, <laughs> little rivalry on the court. All right. Well. That's our draft. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can agree with it or, or have your own draft, but that's what we picked. Hey, you listened. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks. But I hope you all had fun out here because we totally had fun. That for sure was fun. Yeah. Uh, got some learning curves, but yeah. whatever. We're here. We're yeah. talking. <laughs> and we're playing some quad ball tomorrow. Exactly. So. so. Good luck to everyone playing tomorrow. Except um, for if we're playing against you. Then. <laughs> but yeah. Should be some fun games. Um, should be a nice day. I'm glad the weather will be nice tomorrow. 
And uh, we'll see you later. Cue the track. <laughs> Follow, shot collar, 20 is blaze, only